Hey, it's Wednesday, and this is Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. NFL schedule release. Thursday, 7 p.m., the NFL is going to tell everybody what teams are playing where. We already have the international schedule laid out, so clearly there's some small pieces. We're going to talk about what games we're looking forward to with this coming season. And then at the end, we got to do a bit of what's in the fridge. There's some players we want to put in the fridge. There's some players we want to eat, and there's some players we just have to throw away. We'll do that coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone, this is Ron Johnson. This is Ron Johnson showing Locked On Sports Minnesota. And remember, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started today. Well, today's show in the Hang Around Johnson segment, I got a special guest, a friend of mine, Will Bradford. He's now working for uh, Cam Newton's iconic Saga media team, and he's helping him out with a lot of facets, but he has a lot to say about Detroit sports. He lives there, but he also is from the New York market as well. Uh, and then, of course, the black quarterback in the NFL. I, I want to get his takes on that because Cam Newton, his boy, made some comments about uh, black quarterbacks, his hair, uh, what he thinks about the other 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, and I want to get Will's take on that. But to open up the show, <clears throat> we have to talk about the NFL schedule release. And, and this is like another day. This is the, the one thing I'm about to say in the NFL, they're smart. They stretch out that season over 12 months. They try to dominate every month of the media. Now, they don't do it all the time because basketball is important, hockey is important, but the NFL stays relevant like no other sport. When hockey's done, hockey's done. When basketball's done, basketball's done. The NFL finds a way to stay relevant at least 11 out of the 12 months in the year. 11 out of the 12 months in the year with the draft, the schedule release, the NFL stays relevant. So as I bring Sam Maxim to the show, I want everybody to remember, Amazon Fire Roku. You can download the Amazon Fire and Roku apps if you have those TV systems or you have it uh, on, your, on your phone or wherever, your tablet. You can go to your Amazon Fire, your Roku device. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota to get all of our videos and all of our shows. Sam, schedule release, another Christmas present. This is like, and I don't even know, this would be birthday, I guess, because Christmas we know is when the season kind of starts. Um, and that's kind of like a revolving, you know, time and time and time of Christmas gifts every, you know, just go. But the end of, and maybe the draft is more Christmassy because I guess the draft is exciting, but this would be a birthday gift. The NFL schedule release, Sam, because for me personally, yeah. this is how I plan out my life. I have to do the Vikings game day live, and I have to do the Vikings post game on uh, iHeartRadio and KFan Radio. And so this is my time. I love this time of year because then I get to come home, and this weekend I'll be traveling with my daughter and my wife for her uh, softball tournament. So literally in the car, I'm going to be able to, you know, my wife's going to have the schedule, and she's going to be – Okay, your mom should come this weekend. My daughter's birthday is this weekend. So, you know, we got this game. Is it a home or a world game? Uh, we got Christmas. Is it home or away? Uh, Thanksgiving, is it home or away? Uh, are they playing on Black Friday? All of that stuff goes into our family planning because then we have to decide who can travel to, to, to visit and who can't. 
Uh, the one reason being is because some people travel. It's like, look, I'm not buying all those people tickets to the game. Now, if it's my mom, I'm fine with that. And my sister, if it's her parents, fine. But then there's some people where I'm like, I'm not buying 15 tickets because so-and-so and so-and-so and then want to come visit and uh, on Thanksgiving or whatever. Like, no. And, and, and there's a thing. If there is a home game for Thanksgiving and some people do come and they're not willing to buy their own tickets, that's on them. Because uh, I know for Christmas, the whiteout, uh, I think we had 12 people here. Uh, my mom, as well as her parents and then her family. And uh, yeah, they all bought their own tickets. I mean, I, I helped secure them. Uh, I, I put it all together, but I'm like, I, I'm not paying. I don't, I'm not in the NFL anymore. <laughs> I'm, I can't afford to buy 15 tickets like Adam Thielen or CJ Ham. Like, that's not me. <laughs> I can buy the four for my family. And that's about it. My two daughters, my wife and my sister and uh, my mom. Uh, but the rest of y'all, her sisters, her sister's husband, like, you know, no, y'all got to buy y'all tickets. Um, but yeah, so this is the fun time for me, Sam, because it's kind of planning out my year. Uh, I will say I'm excited to see where the Packers get placed. I don't know if they're going to throw Jordan Poole to the Jordan Poole. Ooh. Jordan Love. I was watching. I was Has he gotten punched? Has he gotten punched yet by the a whole teammate? People are saying they they see why Draymond punched him just because of his antics now. Like he's he's whining about stuff. He's super like complaining. He's not showing up in big moments. But it's not the Jordan Poole day. This is Jordan Love's day, and I'm interested to see how the NFL handles Jordan Love. Like, do they throw him to the Wolves early and say you go play the Vikings in U.S. Bank Stadium week one, and you got to deal with that crowd noise, the the new look offense of the Vikings. Uh, or do they say, hey, we'll give you the Vikings because we want it on TV and we want Aaron Rodgers to be aware that this is your team now, but then do we do it in, in Green Bay like they did a couple years ago when uh, the kicker, Daniel Carson, missed three kicks? Um, that could be the way to go because then you give Jordan Love an easy home game, but you still get that rivalry of the Vikings-Packers. I hope that's the way they go, only because then in December or November, you get the Packers indoors. And I think that's the key for this Vikings team. So that's the one I'm kind of interested in, Jordan Love and, and, and where, where they put his games. How do they do it? Adam Thielen, Carolina Panthers, Vikings. Uh, does that become a primetime game because of Bryce Young now? Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I don't know. What do you think, Sam? What, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, um, see where the Chiefs game is going to land. That's a home game this year. Uh, will that be primetime? Patrick Mahomes could always be primetime 49ers mm. game is at home this year there's a couple key opponents that you Ooh. have at home uh but then ron the road trip you got to circle it's las vegas come <laughs> on you got to circle the raiders yeah game. you got to plan the itinerary are you going on friday are you going on saturday uh which casino are you going to stay at and what's your gambling strategy going to be that's that's the play if you're trying to go on a road trip this year yeah, I'm hoping it's end of the year so the gopher season is done. And the only reason I say that, because if the gopher season is not done, I have to do gophers game day live. And so that means I'm working on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the gopher season is done, and it's a late December, December game for the Vegas uh, Raiders versus the Minnesota Vikings, that's a perfect opportunity for me to find a way to get out there. Like you said, right after our, our roundtable on a Friday, jump on a flight, get out there for a Friday, Saturday even maybe, see if maybe – Fox wants to do a, a Vikings game day live on site from Vegas. I know the power trip is going to be there, so I can probably do the post game show from Vegas for, and Hey, 
but we'll see. I don't know. That's wishful thinking. That's very wishful thinking. Uh, but the, like I said, NFL schedule release coming up today, people. It is going to be a fun Sorry, not say tomorrow. It's going to be a fun week, though. Uh, and then the rookies are in town. They're coming to town for rookie minicamp, Sam. Uh, we're going to do a little what's in the fridge. Uh, but I got Will Bradford joining me on the Hanging Around Johnson segment. Will Bradford, as I said, he's a part of Cam Newton's uh, icon saga. That's one of his marketing pieces he has. Uh, Will breaks down a lot of the marketing stuff Cam Newton has going. The Anthony Richardson, African-American quarterback conversation. And then, of course, the Detroit Lions. Uh, where do they fall in the NFC North now that Aaron Rodgers has vacated the NFC North? Or is this the time for the Lions uh, to finally make their playoff push and be the NFC North champs? Uh, before we jump into that, Sam, though, with the rookies coming to town, uh, what rookie do you think has the most pressure on him for this first week? Boy, that's a good question. Mm, I mean, yeah. it, if you're Jordan Addison, yep. you, you feel like you have the most to prove because you're the first round pick. But yep. I, I think that Makai Blackman yeah. comes in with actually a, a very clear path to being a starter on this team. Like yep. he's he's not really blocked by that many guys. If he mm -hmm. beats out Andrew Booth and a Caleb Evans, I think that he could be a legitimate starter if it if it shakes out that way. So he might feel the pressure to say, okay, there's an opportunity for me to really shine and try to impress Brian Flores right away and get some first-team reps once uh, once the, the full team gets together. So I think that Blackman has the most to prove. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Blackman. I also, I like the, the lineman piece, you, you won't know until they put on equipment. Uh, the one, the only pressure I would say Jordan Addison has is don't get the stigma that you can't catch. We've seen guys like Nelson Aguilar go into these camps, drop a lot of balls, and people are like, oh, my God, why'd they draft him? Uh that can go negative real fast in this town because uh, people will always go back and say, why did we take a receiver? We could have took this. We could have took that. So uh, I think there's a little bit of pressure there just to have a clean camp, making all the catches, uh, making sure all the like the, the early stuff is there, and then staying healthy. Uh, but again, coming up next, we got Will Bradford joining us on the Hanging Around Johnson segment, and then we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Today we are presented by Built Bar. Built Bar doesn't have all the sugar. It doesn't have all the calories. It does have all the protein and the taste. It's tasty and it's healthy. What a combination. It's the best protein bar ever made. Built Bars are so delicious because they have 100% real dark chocolate. Their flavors are to die for. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. I don't know how Built packs in 17 grams of protein, but they managed to do it while only having four grams of sugar. You can get Built Bars at Walmart or Sam's Club. Walk on down to the pharmacy section, load up on the four bar or the 13 bar box. You can also get the specialty flavors at Built.com. So head on down, get some Built Bars today, load up on this delicious, nutritious treat. Built Bars. Well, in the Hanging Around Johnson segment today, I got a, I got a fun one uh, for those from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, know of the name Will Bradford, uh, but Will is a friend of mine I grew up with, uh, but he's doing some special things in the social media world. I uh, was with the Detroit Pistons, uh, the Players' Tribune. Uh, that's when I first really started to see Will come into his own. And of course, we're going to talk about his male model days uh, in his modeling career, but uh, I want to bring Will Bradford into the Hang Around Johnson segment. Uh, Will, man, I want to appreciate you for joining me today, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I appreciate you having me, man. Man, it's like, you know, I get... Uh, I can get Ryan Clark. I can get uh, Darius Butler. I can get Merrill Hodge. I get Adam Thielen. I can get Justin Jefferson. But getting your own boy, like, man, 
Like, come on, man. That's not my fault, man. You just prioritized him over me. You know what I'm saying? Man, come on, man. I've been trying. And and we know we try. I'm trying to do something special. So this is kind of the intro to it because, you know, uh, your your boy Jeff and uh, well, Spice has been on here a few times, but your boy Jeff, man, you know, it's like leading a horse to water. He's got to see the other horses eating, and then he's like, "Okay, it's safe over there. Ain't no gators over." Like, bruh, like, come on. He's what, what's what's put it on my calendar, man? Like, let me know. Yeah. Uh, but for those that don't know, man, Jeff McCall is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, played quarterback at Columbia, so he is uh, the reason I went to the University of Minnesota. Because if it wasn't for Jeff, I'd have probably uh, easily been at Penn State or Michigan. Uh, but you know, Jeff didn't want to throw me the ball all the time, so you know, <laughs> hey, it worked out for you regardless, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know, God said, you know what, like, I gotta put this barrier up for you, I can't give you D Bryant, I gotta give you Jeff McCall because you know, like, if I give you a quarterback that's gonna slang it, man, I don't know if you're ready for UC, USC or. You know, yeah, I probably would have lost my mind out there at one of them schools. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Know, you know Jeff's going to see this, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, Will, man, I want to get you on the show, man. Uh, one, again, appreciate you for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. I want to get you on the show. One, uh, you were part of the Players' Tribune earlier in your uh, your career. Now you're creating uh, Articulate Reach. That's your own company. Uh, but you also do some work now with Cam Newton. Um, and on his so you got hired to his social media team and his marketing team and his his whole campaign of what he's doing via YouTube, podcast, uh, media outlets, everything. Uh, but let's go back to the player tribune days. You know, that was yeah. uh where it was kind of like players were able to tell their own story. I was able to tell my story with my dad. Unfortunately, my dad wanted to tell his story, uh, but shortly before, like literally the week of we were supposed to record, uh, he passed away. Yeah. And so when you think about that, you know, you guys giving players a platform, uh, when did that become clear to you that this is the way the media world needs to start to go? Um, I, I mean, it was really early on, man. Like when I first joined the company, I can really see the impact that it was having and how players were gravitating to uh, to the platform and to the idea that, you know, they can control their own narrative and tell their own stories, man. So. Um, yeah, within the first few months of me being there, really starting to see the impact that it was having in regards to just players, um, you know, being excited about having a space to where they can go and trust that, you know, the, the story will be told the way they want it told, that, you know, they can do interviews and trust that, you know, it won't be any salacious headlines, that they'll they'll get to approve and see the um, the final product before it's published. Um, you know, right out the gates, man, I, I, I saw the impact that it was having. I knew it was just a matter of time in terms of um, like this would be the direction and where the business would be going in terms of, uh, you know, media, sports media anyway. Yeah, because you got Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Now they have their own podcast yeah. uh, in season, too. So they're doing it during the season. Yeah. Draymond yeah. Green jumped on board and he's doing it in season podcast, uh, which is not normal. Normally, it's that tough so to get players. Man. Yeah, it's tough to get players with the media during season, but Draymond Green literally in the playoffs after LeBron just dropped 21 on him in the second half, he gets on his podcast talking about, man, Steph Curry could be talking about, I got to figure LeBron out. Like, he's giving people the answers that he's not yeah. giving to the media, but he's doing it in his own way. Uh, how important are key or uh, are, are companies going to have to come alongside these athletes and help them with these projects moving forward? Because it seems like more and more players want to have their own media outlet in season to kind of get their stories out. Yeah, man. I mean, just think about how the media landscape has changed with that, man, over the years. Like that, 
something like that, a player will be like during the playoffs, you doing interviews or you doing a podcast. Like just a couple of years ago, a player would have been slammed trying to do something like that. Now right. so you see how players are, you know, they're really just taking control of their narrative, man. And, um, you know, the landscape is changing and you're going to see more and more of that. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to a place to where the outlets are going to have to partner with players versus hire players because mm-hmm. of like, they're seeing how they're seeing the business model and they're seeing that it works. Um, think about what Jalen Ramsey did, you know, over this past year when uninterrupted in regards to his show, he was doing it right after the game at the stadium. <laughs> like, yeah. You know so, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's changing, and you know, you'll see uh, networks and and you know these media outlets make their adjustments uh, accordingly. You know, it, it won't. I don't think it will. It will cannibalize traditional sports media. I, I mm-hmm. think that model will always be there. But you will, I, I truly believe you will see more and more athletes uh, doing this, the ones that really have the chops to do it anyway. Yeah, and put your marketing hat on. You're, you're, this is your business. You do this. Uh, you look at ways to get media out there to the people, ways for players to tell their story. If you were to take a guy like Justin Jefferson, he's the best receiver in the NFL. He's with the Minnesota Vikings. Luckily, uh, we were blessed in Minnesota to, to, to have the Eagles draft Jalen Rager. Nothing against Jalen Rager because he's now a Minnesota Viking as well. Um, but the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager uh, just because of grading speed and other stuff. And Justin Jefferson was seen as, a, oh, uh, Joe Burrow's great. Jamar Chase is great. Uh, you know, their running back is great. Their defense is great. So Justin Jefferson is just another piece of the puzzle, not realizing Justin Jefferson was the main puzzle piece. Uh, yeah. Jamar Chase and him, I, I would say, were even in Joe Burrow. Like it was a literally a triangle. It was three even pieces that made that team go. And, and a lot of people didn't give Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson credit. Uh, even though I picked him. Uh, so a lot of people that, because I know we're doing the NFL schedule release is coming up. Uh, the NFL and the Vikings have hired me to do their schedule release show. Uh, and last year and the year before, I picked the draft pick they picked. I picked Christian Darrisaw, I picked Justin Jefferson, and also picked this. I, I said they would go 12 and 5, and y'all, 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 y'all flame me. Like they're not good enough. And, and they went 13 and 4. So I know the Vikings already texted me, say, hey, we got the receipts from last year. So we will air those out today yeah. uh, for social media. So I'm looking forward to those receipts being aired out. But when you look at a guy like Justin Jefferson, Will, what kind of impact could he have if he were to just come up with his own in season after every Vikings game? Uh, kind of like whether it's an interviewing a Kirk Cousins, interviewing a, uh, another player on the team, or just sitting down with a guy like myself. Uh, you know, what, what kind of impact could he have on the media world? I mean, I think it can be huge, but it, honestly, man, it really depends on the individual. Like, do right. they have the personality? You know, right. do they have the passion for it? Because it's not, a, it's not easy. Like, Correct. Yep. Anybody can't just get up there and do it, or every athlete would do it, right? So, right. you know, they have to, one, they ha- kind of have to have the personality or even the, the desire to, to really want to do it and do it consistently on a high level mm-hmm. um but just in terms of name recognition and uh celebrity y- you know that's there without question but you know for him to to really do it on a high level and for for people to really buy into it man you know he he really needs the the chops to do it you know the creativity the personality the character to be able to pull it off but um you know, if, if all those things align, like, you know, the sky's the limit for him, mm-hmm. especially considering how young he is and, you know, you know, barring any injuries, you know, I can only see his career continuing to 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 go up. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, 
a guy like that, and, and what I'm noticing too with a lot of these players is the equity piece. Like they're keeping their equity, they're 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 the, the ownership. You know, they're right. taking ownership of their product um, and 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 owning all of their um, their IP. So I mean, uh, yeah, man, uh, a guy like that, you know, at this stage of his career, man, you know, he can just start now and just start sowing those seeds to build that audience. And by the time he gets to, you know, the peak of his career or, you know, on the downturn of his career, man, is already, everything is already laid out and he's easily transitioning from, you know, his, his professional career on the field to his professional career off the field. Yeah. And, and, and let's transition a little bit quick into basketball. You're in Detroit. Uh, we're, we'll talk a little football too, cause you were a New York guy as well. You lived in New York for a while, uh, but you're in Detroit now. And I don't know if I've ever seen a team tell, and of course you always tell, they tell reporters that they know have reached like Shams or uh, Adam Schefter. Like they throw that, they, they purposely do that because they know those guys have reached. Yeah. Uh, but when you think about the Dylan Brooks news where they said under no circumstances are we ever <laughs> going to bring him. I mean, like, I, I mean, we've, we've all dated girls. We've all, you know, had girlfriends in high school, college, whatever. And there's always that chance. Like you break up with her and there's a chance she gets married and you're like, uh, oh, maybe she'll get divorced. And there's still a chance. Like they said under no circumstance, that's gotta be like some, like you committed a crime. I don't ever want you around me again. Like, don't talk to me. Like, yeah. what? like how, how bad did it get internally that maybe that we didn't see? And then also though, because now you're Detroit, you're, you're in Detroit, you used to work for the Pistons, but now you moved on. But, they're tying his name to Dylan Brooks, like the Pistons. They're saying, oh, the Pistons might want to bring him in uh, to add some defense, uh, to add maybe a little bit of moxie to create like a persona around the Detroit basketball team to create, you know, get back to the bad boy days of Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and go back to Rick Mahorn, uh, Bill Lambeer. Uh, could you see that working out for Dylan Brooks and the Pistons? Bro, I don't know, man. I think that the Pistons are in search of an identity at this point. You know, all that bad boy stuff is is of the past. Mm -hmm. I think they have Isaiah Stewart is, is a great anchor, and he kind of carries that persona of the, the bad boys from back in the day. But outside of him, man, like, you know, we can't hang our hat on that um, – the image or the persona of the Pistons being the, the, the bad boys of today. Like that right. ain't, you know, I think, I think um, if K is healthy coming back, you know, the team is going to go as far as he can take them, you know? Um, and, and I don't know what kind of moves they're making during the off season, but um, the, the Pistons, the, the character of the team will, will follow him. It's not going to be, anybody else outside of Kate at this, at this juncture, you know, like I say, barring any, any injuries, but, um, you know, man, any, Dylan Brooks is young, man. And you yeah. know, he, he don't know, no, he, 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 he doing what he think he got to do to make a name right. for himself in the league. So he don't really know. I'm not sure if he got any mentors or anybody just, um, teaching him the game, showing him the game. But I, I think this can be a, a great, um learning experience for him you know if he got his head on his shoulders and you know he he take the right approach coming out of this uh season to 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 go back in the lab and just um retool in terms of his approach to the game um 
his approach to being a, a professional athlete and not just an athlete. And, um, you know, I definitely think he can bounce back. And, you know, I mean, he is a tough, he is a tough player. You know, he, he has, a, like I say, a ton of time to adjust his game, to grow um, and, and work on some of his weaknesses. And uh, I mean, he's proven that he could play in this league on a high level. You know, it, right. the consistency hasn't really been there, but he has proven like, yo, I can play on this level. And so it's just more for him probably about consistency, attitude change, man. And, um, you know, just taking a different approach than what he took this past year. So can he work? Can he fit in the Pistons? I, I think he can, but it's going to have to be a, a, an attitude shift, man. And it's just a different approach than what he took in Memphis. Yeah, man. And and, and transitioning from basketball to football, of course, basketball, people remember FanDuel uh, is the official sports book of Locked On Sports. This is the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. And for those parlays, I've told you guys, my lock, my lock, you have to take the Lakers right now. That's a lock. If you want to get a locked on uh, FanDuel sportsbook lock, it's the Lakers. There's no way the Warriors are coming back. That's just me. If I'm wrong, I'll say it, but I don't think so. Their goose is cooked. Steph Curry, it's time to go to Cancun, bro. Um, but when you when you think about Will, talking about uh, football, sorry, football, again, you're a Detroit guy. Aaron Rodgers has left the NFC North. Um, do you see an opportunity for the Lions to actually win the NFC North at this point uh, and, and be a playoff contending team now that Aaron Rodgers has moved on? Listen, man, every year we hope for the Lions to win something. <laughs> so I, I've learned of my, in my entire life, bro, I've, I've uh, hoped that the Lions would win something, and we haven't. <laughs> uh, I think we may have won one playoff game, maybe two. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah. So, bro, it's hard to say, man. <laughs> like, anything is possible. <laughs> but um, if they stay – you know, on the course that they were on um, mm. at the end of this past season, going into this upcoming season, man, and the, and the pieces are in place. I think anything is possible. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 hard to say with the Lions, man. And when you look at the NFL again, talking about Aaron Rodgers, uh, when you saw the news he was going to New York, so kind of dual for you. You know, NFC North connects with the Lions. You lived in New York. Uh, when you saw he was leaving to go to New York, though. Did you ever think there would be a day where the New York Jets would be more important than the New York Giants? Um, I don't know if that makes them more important, though. You think oh. it makes them more important? I just feel like it, like so. Jason Smith, you know, big time Fox Sports uh, show, you know, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, he was on, and he's a New York guy, Syracuse guy. In his opinion, he just feels like and, – and Greenberg, you know, you watch ESPN, Mike Greeny, and, of course, Greeny's a Jets fan, so maybe he's right. overdoing it. But it just feels like right now – and maybe it's more media. It just feels like the Jets are dominating the me- – like nobody's talking about Danny Dimes and his contract. Nobody's talking about Saquon Barkley and his contract. You know, nobody's talking about the Giants. It's all about Aaron Rodgers, Sauce Gardner. Right. I mean, my, I mean, because we're Detroit King grads. Right. Sauce Gardner – Got a chance to sit next to Jessica Alba, right. like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, yeah. it. It just seems like the Jets have done a great job of of the narrative. One controlling the narrative, uh, making sure Aaron and and maybe they told Aaron like, hey man, throw it out there. You don't even want to play with the Packers anymore because when he did that, it now became a stalemate where everybody was on pins and needles, especially Vikings, Lions, and Bears fans because we're like, bye. Yes, please go. Go to New York. We don't want to go to the AFC. We don't even want to see you. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the Jets 
personally are dominating uh, the media world. I feel like they're a better team. I mean, you add Adam, Alan Lazard, uh, you're going to get Brees Hall back, hopefully healthy because of the knee injury. Uh, but I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I just I just feel like they're a better team. I know the Giants beat the Vikings in the playoffs, but the Giants also lost to the Vikings uh, in the regular season on a big-time comeback. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know, Aaron Rodgers to me, and maybe I'm just old and I'm one of those old guys and I don't want to be that guy. But like it's like if Jordan were to come back, I still would have hope that Jordan could still get it done. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I just feel like there are certain quarterbacks, like Tom Brady. If Tom Brady were to like come out of retirement for another time, because we know the Washington football team has been reaching out to guys, Andrew Luck, uh, they probably reached out to Tom Brady uh, to come back to. I, I I would hope Tom Brady would do well. So I don't know. I I, I just I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan, uh, but I I truly believe that right now, and maybe because Daniel Jones is boring as heck and he doesn't put himself out there like some of these right. other quarterbacks and going to games, and you know he's not Daniel Jones is not the next game. Aaron Rodgers is. You're I mean, right. you know, like both of you guys are New York quarterbacks, but he's not putting himself out. So that's just me. But I don't know from from your side of it, because, again, you're 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 around Cam Newton. You're around some of these storylines with the NFL. Uh, did you do you feel like it's still even the New York Giants are still New York's team? Yeah, man, I, I don't think that's going to change, bro. I, I think, um, you know, I think the Jets will always have an opportunity to to come up to that level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we've seen it over the years, right? They've had Brett Favre. They've had a number of quarterbacks come and go that, you know, were um, that were like legacy players in, his, in, in in the league, right? Right. But, you know, once that kind of go down, like the Giants, is, the Giants can have a, a nobody <laughs> at, the, at the quarterback position, bro. It's still going to be the New York Giants, like – they're not going nowhere, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, I think it, it. what you alluded to earlier in terms of the media, it feels like that because it's so much media. It's Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming right. to the biggest market. Well, one of the biggest market, if not the biggest market. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you, he just going to shake. He just going to shake it up like that. But overall, man, you know, it's not you're not going knock to knock the Giants off that uh, <laughs> off that pedestal, man. It just. And, uh, you know, Black History Month wasn't far ago. And I, I just like to celebrate Black History all the time. Like, I'm not going to – February for me is done. I am not uh, – I'm not against Black History Month. I love it, but I think Black History should be every month. Uh, we are American history. And so we're looking at American history being made for black quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Three quarterbacks taken in the top five picks. If you were to go back to 1990, if you were to go back to Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning, if you were to go uh, back to Joe Burrow, the question, Andrew Luck and RG3, the question was always, can the black quarterback get it done? Can the black quarterback do what needs to be done to be a top guy? You got guys like Jamarcus Russell being bust. Uh, you got guys like Michael Vick saying they didn't watch film. Um, you know, there's a lot of storylines out there. But then people forget about these other storylines, the Cam Newtons that were great. Yeah. You know, you can go down the line and, you know, the the, the Justin Fields, the Jalen Hurts. Um and so now, after Jalen Hurts did what he did, Lamar Jackson doing what he did, I looked at Cordell Stewart because uh, I reached out to Cordell and he and I chopped it up a little bit. And he was taken in the second round. Still, uh, you know, good pick. But yeah. you look at today's NFL, Cordell Stewart probably is easy a first-rounder yeah. because of his athleticism, because yeah. of his ability to run, uh, because it's not one of those things like, oh, he's a running quarterback. It's like, hey, we can turn this guy into a beast. Like, yeah. he can run and throw. And so now – 
coaches are more likely to do it. Do you think that stigma, because uh, you go back to even like the Warren Moon days and and guys like that, they had to go to Randall Cunningham, you know, had to go to Canada uh, in order, like Randall uh, Warren Moon, you know, having to go to Canada to prove he could be a quarterback in the NFL. Uh-huh. Do you think those days are done now when you look at CJ, you look at Bryce Young, and then you even have Anthony Richardson, who did not have a great college career. He had a subpar career, but the kid is built like Cam Newton and ran a 4-3-40. So the coach were like, hey, let's go get our franchise quarterback. <laughs> we're going to figure this out. <laughs> right, we're going to figure this out. Like, you, you got that. You got the tools to give us what Cam Newton gave the Panthers. Uh, we see what uh, Jalen Hurts did at, at what, six feet? Yeah. And you're, you're 6'4"? You're bigger and you're faster? Yeah. Okay, let's figure this out. So do you think that stigma of the black quarterback uh is done? Uh I think, or do you think or do you think it rests on the shoulders of these three young men this year or like this next three years? I, I think that the league is evolving. Mm-hmm. I think that the game has evolved a lot. And so I think with that, you know, that position is going is going to continue to evolve to bigger, faster, stronger. Um in the pocket, out the pocket, like it's just, it's just kind of what it is. I think, um, I don't think the stigma has totally went away, um, but I, I think it's it's getting there. I think you still deal with some. Just look what it, what happened with Lamar Mar Jackson this past year in terms mm-hmm. of what he had to do to fight to get his money, right? Like, right. Um, so I don't think that it's totally gone away. Um, and I can't, I can't say that, um, if, if, if Lamar Jackson did what he did and was a white quarterback, we would, this would like, it wouldn't even been a conversation. It wouldn't right. have got this far in terms of him getting his money and, and what he, um, wanted to do. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of a catch because I look at Deshaun Watson and what he went through, and then yep. to get the bag that he got. You can say like, uh... right? So, yeah, I mean, right. I don't know, bro. It, it, yeah, maybe. Can... Yeah, it's it's. I, I'd say this. It's no. it's. I think I think players are afforded to do what they do. Yeah. As long as you do what you do to put the fans in the stands and win games. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the end of the day. Uh, Cam Newton had a polarizing conversation. You're working with Cam Newton uh, now on his team. And, and what is their, what is that team called? Like, what is his marketing team called? Like, what is that whole media project called right now? So um, Cam, he, he has a production company called Iconic Saga. Okay. Yep. And so he, he's really diving head first into that space and uh, building out properties and IP, man. So he has his... Um, he has his podcast, Funky Fridays, that he released an episode um, once a week, um, interviewing uh, a, a wide array of uh, individuals from celebrities, entertainers, influencers, everyday people, um, entrepreneurs. He's interviewed pastors. Like, you know, he he's really, you know, covering a, a broad spectrum in terms of uh, the guests that he brings on the show. Mm-hmm. So he has that. He's also um, producing and developing developing scripted and non-scripted projects and then he has his um he has his c1n uh program and yep. that is it's the 7 on 17 to where he has i want to say he has a um i think ages 14 through 18 or yep. 15 through 18 yep. um and several different teams um within those different age groups 
And, uh, yeah, he has, like, some of the top players in the nation in, in high school on his teams. And, they, you know, he traveled with those guys and he competing in all the, like, the, the 707 tournaments, the top tournaments. And I think this year they started their own tournaments. And so he's building that program and building out um, media and, and, and content around uh, these young high school athletes, man, and kind of helping them develop and build their, their presence. So, um, yeah, man, he's just building and growing. Uh, is it, you know, the media company, man. So, yeah, no. And so, you know, two quick ones before we get out of here. This is I'm Ron Johnson. That's Will Bradford uh, from Creating Articulate Reach. But now uh, a part of the Cam Newton family uh, getting his uh, marketing, you know, properties out there. Everything Cam Newton's trying to do. Will Bradford's a big part of it now uh, and been brought alongside to, to help it grow. Um, but Will, one quick one or two quick ones. Sorry. So one, Cam Newton made a comment about quarterbacks. Um, and one was, that he, that he doesn't think there's 32 quarterbacks better than him. I agree. Um, he also said that one or two, and, and I, I do believe, because I don't think every GM feels this way or coach, uh, might have said to him at the workout, like, hey, man, have you ever thought about cutting your hair? Uh, that might make it harder for us to bring you in. Um, when you think about that, and he said, no, that's, that, this is my identity. Like, you don't say anything to the, to the white guys with long hair. Yeah. Uh, when you think about stuff like that, um, do you think there's ever going to be a time – uh, because we see this all the time, though. We see wrestling kids with braids get told, no, you can't. You got to cut your hair if you want to wrestle because the rule says X, Y, Z. Or, you know, the girl that's playing softball, she has beads in her hair. And it's like, oh, no, it's it's a it's a risk, um, yeah. you know, if you have beads in your hair. So you got to cut your hair. You know, there's all these things that, that come back to the African-American community that create uh, lifelong scars. Uh, so when you think about that comment that Cam Newton talked about, the saying, like, we got to stop looking at you know athletes and their hair like this and just treat us like you know whatever like I, I my hair should not change or my fashion the way i dress shouldn't change because you're not saying nothing to james harden you're not saying nothing to russell westbrook you're not saying anything to dylan brooks you know what i mean like it, yeah. it's it's like you pick and choose when you want to pick the outfits uh and talk about what players wear mm -hmm. uh you know when do you think or how do you think that changes is it by conversations uh, like Cam Newton's trying to create, or, you know, it is one of those things that as time goes on, some of these type of people will, you know, get pushed out the door of these organizations. Yeah, man. I, I, one, I, I think it's uh, important to to have the conversations and to put it out there, you mm -hmm. know, so that it can be addressed. I think that um, a part of it is, you know, ownership. I mean, when you own something, you can pretty much <laughs> make the rules. <laughs> like, true, right? true. Very true. I think that's part of it. Um, I think that it's <clears throat> communication and mm -hmm. having the, the, the conversations and, um, you know, continuing to diversify the leadership within these organizations, man. Um, you know, culture has changed a lot over the years. Um, the NFL, uh, the makeup of the NFL has changed a lot. Yeah. May have, you know, a, a lot of... <clears throat> executives and people in the higher ups man that have been there over the years and aren't really keeping up with culture like that and really know how to deal with like younger players so i think um you know there's many variables that go into that man i, I but the, the the biggest one in 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 my eyes is is ownership man like you we, we got our own stuff to be able to control and 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 develop a culture that we see that's 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 fit for um the modern day athlete yeah man because we got a we got a group chat with myself you uh keenan Ware, jamisha smith uh spice adams 
uh, and Brian Johnson. All of us went to King High School. You, of course, left and went to Finney. Uh, so you're well you're well aware of the transfer portal. You you were a high school transfer portal before it was a thing. <laughs> right. But 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 we 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 often talk about that on the on the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> we often talk about that on the group chat about, you know, ownership and, and all the things that come along with it and, and trying to find ways. And then we always have our conspiracy theories jokes. You know, right. we always talk about like, oh, right before somebody about to buy a team, they get sexual yeah. harassment or right before somebody about to, you know, right before having an American about to buy a TV company, uh, they end up in jail or they die, you know, or, 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 or you know. You know, J Jackson Mahomes, you know, he out here getting sexual assault. Clearly, Patrick Mahomes is about to buy Disney. Like, you right. know, there's there, there's a lot of there's stuff. Always a theory. There's always a theory. Um, right. And so last one before we get out of here, man, like when we talk, you talked about ownership. Uh, the Washington football team or commanders. I hate that name. Uh, the Washington commanders, because uh, I had Santana Moss on and Santana Moss talked about their ownership group and possibly having an African-American in that group. Magic Johnson was one of them. Now they have a true uh, full black owner that said, look, man, I got 40, 40 what, 52 percent of the money. So he's trying to come to the table, you know, with three billion dollars to try to buy this team. Yeah. Um, do you think because the day might come, it's coming. But do it's you coming. think these other 32 owners are going to be willing to uh, ex not only just accept a guy like Magic Johnson, but listen to what he has to say to reshape this league? I think it's, you know, man, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a fight, man. You know, yeah. with, with struggle come with change, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just not, you know, just going to hand it over, but you know, I think it's going to be a fight. I think magic is, 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 it's, I would probably say a right person to take on that fight. I think um, he's proven himself in the sports space, you know, on the court, off the court, in the business world um, to know what he's doing. And so, you know, will it happen? I, I, I man, time will tell. You know, right. I, I, I think that you know the spotlight is on NFL ownership, and you know, I think if if someone like Magic is 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 in those rooms, mm -hmm. um, I do think he will evoke change. How fast it will happen, I don't know that, but I do think we will start to see some change. You know. Well, yeah, man, I want to appreciate you for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. Hang on, Ron Johnson segment. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Will Bradford. Coming up next, people, we got a little what's in the fridge. Rookie mini camp is coming up. We know the Vikings rookies are headed here. I will be over there at TCO today and tomorrow. I get the secret look at the schedule, but I can't tell you guys until 6.59 p.m., so stay tuned for that. The Vikings are going to release a cool video. I heard there's a drone. Like, they told me to be ready for a drone, so I got to have my hair nice on all sides. I can't just line it up. <laughs> and get the front end. I gotta, I gotta get it all because they say, man, we're gonna have a drone going around you guys. But I can't tell you what we're doing with this drone. But some players are involved, some alumni are involved, and some legends are involved in this whole schedule release production. Looking forward to that. But coming up next with myself and Sam Ekstrom, and we're gonna do a little what's in the fridge. And you know what that means for the everydayers? We're gonna keep one, we're gonna eat one, and we're gonna throw one in the trash. That's coming up next. Well, it's always fun to catch up with friends like that. Will Bradford's a great guy. Sam, before we jump into what's in the fridge, I want people to remember, we are partnering with XM Radio now. The X, the SXM app is just easy to download to your phone, and you have to search Minnesota Twins. You can also search Locked On Sports Minnesota, and then you'll be able to subscribe to our shows as well. But remember, people, the Twins play the Padres tonight at 640 Central. The first place Twins are looking to get their offense going back at Target Field. You can catch every pitch with the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search 
Twins. And they this is time for a bounce back game, Sam. So everybody make sure you join in and tune in to that one because I think this is the time when the Twins hopefully rattle off two games because they're not heading the right direction right now, Sam. They're trending in the wrong direction. But again, the SXM app is where to get all the action. All right, Sam, it's time for what's in the fridge really quick before we get out of here. Uh, been a really good show today, but rookie minicamp. Let's put some stuff in the fridge and see what we keep, what we throw away. Take it away. All right. You keep one, you store one, you throw one away. I've got three players yep. at two different positions. So we got two two of these games. The first one is at the running back spot. Mm-hmm. I think we, we don't know about Dalvin Cook, so he's not part of this. Alexander Madison is your starter. Mm-hmm. But what about these backups? You've got Ty Chandler, Ken A. Wangwu, and the rookie, Dwayne McBride. <sighs> Keep one, store one, throw one away. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's tough, Sam. That's tough. That's tough. You know what? I'm going to go. I, I don't want to go traditional. I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path. I'm going to I'm gonna bring Ken A. Wangwu out. He's going to be my, my, my backup. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him, put him on the table. Uh, I'm gonna store McBride. I think McBride is a seven round pick. You kind of gotta figure he's your guy uh, that you really were high on and see. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Ty Chandler away just because we don't know. Mm. I mean, like he he didn't break the the group last year. Now again, now I could be overthinking this, but I, I do see McBride giving you a lot in the pass and the run game uh, as a Swiss Army knife type of running back. So I'm gonna go with that one. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, first of all, I messed up the word. It's not keep one. It's eat one. Eat, eat one, one, store one. Um. So you're eating Kene Wangwu. Yeah, I'm bringing Kene Wangwu you're, out. Yep. You, yep. He's on the table. And you're ditching Ty Chandler. So, so that's where yeah. I think I would I would switch it. Now I and and I don't love making that decision. I love Kene Wangwu. Mm-hmm. Um. I just really want to see what Ty Chandler can do, and I yeah, I loved true. his preseason last year. So I'm going to eat him. Um, I'm going to store McBride because I think that once he learns how to pass protect, I think he could be a really valuable runner. And unfortunately, I'm going to throw away Wang Wu. I, I don't Ooh. know. They they haven't really allowed him to flourish in the offense the past True. two years. Does, I don't know if that means he can't do it or if they just haven't given him the chance. But as much as it kills me, I'm going to throw that one away. True. What you got next? Yeah. All right. The safeties. This is a tricky one. Yeah, this is a hard you, one. Can, yeah, Cam Bynum, he's your incumbent. He yep. started last year. Lewis Seen coming on strong off of injury. And then the new guy, Jay Ward. What are you going to do, Ron? Eat one, store mm. one, throw one away. I don't know. I'm torn. I'm really torn. Um, my So here's my initial. My initial thought is easy, Cam Bynum. That's, that's, he's, he's, he's consumable. He's coming out the fridge, Cam Bynum. My immediate thought is in the in the fridge, I'm gonna go Jay Ward just because he's the draft pick and he's healthy. Lewis Seen, I'm not putting him in the trash. I'm not putting him in the trash. But you know how you put stuff in the Tupperware in the back of the refrigerator and you forget about it until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where I want to put Lewis Seen just because of injury, just because we don't know what the Vikings are gonna do with him. We don't know how healthy, you know, what percentage. Because if he says seventy percent, he's not ready. You know, I think that's where they were saying he's at right now. Um, so that's the only like if this was Lewis Seen, fully healthy, never had an injury, I'm taking Lewis Seen over Jay Ward. Uh, just because I saw what he did at Georgia and I saw his ability. And I think Brian Flores would have a way to unlock him because of the multiple set defense, allowing Lewis Seen to move around a little bit and not just be a true safety. Cause if you look at Georgia, he was in the box a ton and played in the flat a ton and made a lot of plays, you know, running sideline to sideline. 
extremely like range out the out the yin yang. Um, that's kind of my initial thought. Like Lewisine would be the one to kind of put away, forget about it, or throw it away. Um, but I, I like the Jay Ward as uh as he's just going to be on the shelf waiting, and then I like the Cam Bynum as my guy. Uh, because Cam Bynum again, we we kept saying who's next to Harrison Smith. He's earned that right to be next to Harrison Smith now he's earned it he didn't it wasn't given to him he earned it uh because if he didn't earn it Lewisine would have been the starter last year and that's what I think people forgot it wasn't that Lewisine wasn't ready it was that Cam Bynum was just so good you could not not put him out there mm-hmm. which that's probably not great English but you couldn't you could not not put <laughs> him out there but you couldn't like and he's yeah. earned it and I think so many people say that Jobs are won and lost sometimes, unfortunately, due to injury. If you think about Tom Brady, Tom Brady probably doesn't have the trajectory of a career that he has if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. Drew Bledsoe's career doesn't go the way it goes if Tom Brady doesn't play well once Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. If Tom Brady comes in and stinks up the joint, they're just waiting for Drew Bledsoe to get healthy. Tom Brady killed it. Drew Bledsoe has to move on. I think that's the name of the game with the NFL as a whole, though. Like, it's injury sometimes allows people to come out and then sometimes injury is like whoa okay we definitely got to get this fight back so it's both ways don't always think because somebody gets hurt it's over for them uh because we've seen that as well uh we've seen quarterbacks go down and the team is trash and so it's not always tom brady waiting in the wings um so let's be clear there but yeah that's where i would go with it. i don't know what are your thoughts on those three safeties yeah i'm, I'm gonna eat bynum i'm gonna put scene back in the fridge and store him because mm-hmm. I think he's close. Yep. And Ward, like, you know how you feel guilty sometimes if something's been in the fridge too long, so yeah. you don't want to throw it away, so you put it in the freezer and you yeah. let it sit there for ah, months okay, and months yeah. and months. Yep. I'm going to put him on ice. Okay. I'm going to freeze Jay Ward. I like uh, that. But, but, yeah, I'm going to make sure to keep him on top of the stack, though. I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> so bury him in there. there. So he builds up that kind of, like, Ice like that little layer of uh, of frost on okay, it. Okay, okay. No, he's just gonna I, you know what? Chilling. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Luisino nice because he needs it. He needs it with the leg. He needs to be on ice. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that one. That that's a that's a good one too. That's that's an option. So that'll be the moving forward. What's in the fridge? The freezer is the bonus spot. If you don't want to throw them in the trash, like if it's not a true trash throwaway, you put them in the freezer. I was gonna say this too about putting a human being in the freezer. Have you ever seen Judge Dread? You have not. No, you know you I haven't. Sylvester Stallone uh, and uh, I think Wesley Snipes. And it was about cryogenesis. They put these guys in like a cryogenic chamber. uh, And then we're going to like, whenever you went to jail, you got put in a cryo chamber is basically what was going on. And so then the guys started unthawing out all the bad guys. And then they, by the time they unthawed them, the world had been so nice. These bad guys didn't know how to live in it. And so they created this world like underground. It was, it's, it's, you got it. It's an old old movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone though. Uh, but anyway, that's when you said freezer. I thought about that. Like putting human in the freezer. Went, oh, Joe's dread. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extreme. I want to thank you guys for joining us on the Locked On Minnesota uh, Podcast Network. We've enjoyed this ride, and there's more to come because Friday, we're going to have the full schedule. And each guy is going to take four games and kind of break it down a little bit of what we're excited about. We're going to pick a game we all love. We're going to pick a game we all hate. And then we're going to kind of pick a stretch of games that we think are the toughest. I'm Ron Johnson again. That's Sam Ekstrom. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. This is the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank you guys and have a great day.